Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Good morning, Bucknoters. Welcome to the Bucknotes Morning 5 here on Wednesday, December 6th, 2023. I am Dave Biddle. I'll be joined by Steve Hellwagon in just a moment. We're going to talk all things quarterbacks for Ohio State. Looking back again on Kyle McCord leaving, it's the first time I'll have a chance to talk to Steve about it, get his initial reaction. Um, talk about Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz going into the Cotton Bowl. Uh, Aaron Nolan coming in in January. And will Ohio State land a quarterback from the portal? We're going to get into all that. We're also going to talk more Ohio State football, who might stay, who might leave as far as going to the NFL or coming back for another year. Um, before we do that, got to let you guys know about Manscaped. This is this is the part of the show where Steve laughs at me. You can't see him, but I can. All right, Manscaped, though, there's a reason this company has blown up, and we got a great deal for you. All right, here we go. Santa Baby, the season for a fresh cut is finally here with the sponsors of today's show, Manscaped. The leaders in below-the-waist grooming have just launched their fifth-generation performance package to help you avoid another silent night in the bedroom this year. Take care of your special snowflake with a lawnmower 5.0 Ultra and watch your South Pole shine like never before. Get the best stocking stuffer of all by going to manscaped.com and using the code BUCKNUTS for 20% off plus free shipping. Mrs. Claus will thank you. Manscaped is a one-stop shop for all your holiday needs. They have the perfect gift in the Performance Package 5.0 Ultra, which includes loads of perfect perfect stock, uh, stocking stuffers. What could be better than giving the gift of good hygiene and a few laughs? Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BUCKNUTS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code BUCKNUTS. Say ho, ho, ho to a well-groomed mistletoe with Manscaped. There you go. It's actually been fun watching this company blow up. I, I love this show Shark Tank, and I remember seeing them on Shark Tank, and they have just blown up. Um, so, Steve Hellwagon, welcome in. I'm glad to give you some laughs to start off uh, your morning. The, the beginning welcome. of the show is like a Beavis and Butthead uh, uh, episode. I, I love it. It, it, it. it gives me reason to get out of bed in the morning. And for people that don't, that don't know, they also just have like regular like shaving products, too. I used uh, some of those uh, before the show. I finally shaved my ratty beard and you some manscaped uh, above the waist manscaped. So there you go. All Definitely. right. All right. I'm, I'm done embarrassing myself, at least for now. Okay. Um, 
I'm just curious what when you got the news, we all woke up Monday morning to the news. What when you got the news Monday morning at seven o'clock, whatever it broke, that Kyle McCord is transferring, what was your initial reaction, Steve Hellwagon? Well, this was like Memorial Day back in 2011 or whatever that was with Jim Trussell, the news coming out that he was leaving. I mean, you have to backtrack the Sunday afternoon at three o'clock. We get the announcement and Coach Day comes in and he's asked five different questions about the quarterbacks situation and Kyle McCord. And at no point does it sound like he's committed to Kyle McCord for 2024 or even for the Cotton Bowl. It sounded like, well, we're going to have a week of fundamentals. We'll have a week of game plan and then we'll go down to Texas and have the last bit of preparation for the game. And whoever gives us the best chance to win the game, that's who will play. And, I mean, that was his comment. And you're kind of like, what? (laughs) It's just kind of like, really? So, you know, I don't know if he was trying to curry favor with the, 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 what do they call it, the vocal minority out there who has shouted Kyle McCord down in the street, basically, and said all these negative and nasty things about him since he got hit, you know, and threw an interception that really wasn't his fault, you know, the last one. But, you know, he's been scapegoated for losing that game. I'm not saying he's perfect by any stretch of the imagination. So don't 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 be like everybody and go to the extreme the other direction. But this guy was vilified, you know, for seven days. And then Ryan Day came out and really didn't give him a big vote of confidence. And I think either Ryan Day had already had the discussion, you know, with Kyle McCord at that point and had told him, you know, there is no certainty for 2024 that it's going to be an open competition, which I wholeheartedly believe in because they've got – why have those other guys on the roster if you're not going to have them compete for the job? against a guy who was not a first-team All-Big Ten quarterback. He was good, but he wasn't great. You know what I mean? Was he the impediment to not beating Michigan? Hey, he got him back in the game. I mean, he played well enough to get him back in the game. So, very complex issue. But, yeah, I get up. I've got cramps. 6.30 in the morning, my legs are cramped. So, I get out of bed to go get water. I grab my phone. Friends of mine who are teachers are up early in the morning and they're already texting McCord's in the portal. So I immediately log on. We start, you know, going through the rigmarole of what, what we've got to get accomplished, you know, for the site. And it dawned on me that the story was to go back and dissect everything that Ryan Day had said on Sunday. And that gives us the clues as to why we're in this situation Monday morning at 9 a.m. So You know, best of luck to him. I think he'll land on his feet somewhere. I think he's a potential NFL quarterback, but he's got a mental block. He locks in on Marvin Harrison Jr. and to the detriment of the team, and I think that held him back at times. He was not a good good starter of games. His first quarters were abysmal. His second and third quarters were great. They blow people out, and he didn't play a lot in the fourth quarter. And then, you know, the games where they did need him at Notre Dame in the fourth quarter, he came up, you know, roses there. So, uh, you know, mixed bag with this guy, uh, just an experiment that ultimately did not work out.
for anybody. They get those last 39 yards and they beat Michigan or in the kick the extra point. We're not even talking about this today, Dave. We're talking about, oh my goodness, can you believe that they're going to play Alabama in the semifinals, you know, or whatever today? But that's not what we're doing. That's not what we're doing. Instead, we're talking about we're going to see Devin Brown probably start. And I think Lincoln Keenholz will play. Some people think Lincoln Keenholz will start. I tend to think Ryan Day is going to start Devin Brown. Um, it's, it just makes it a lot more intriguing. I'm really curious about this Cotton Bowl. Buckeyes are slight favorites, two and a half point favorites over Mizzou. It's good, a, a good Missouri team, obviously. They're number nine in the nation. They have a good defense, good quarterback. They have, this is a good team, well coached. But I, I want to focus on Devin Brown and Lincoln Keenholz. I'm really curious to see how these young men play. Yes, I agree with you. I think uh, in a perfect world, maybe they would alternate series or Brown would get to play the first quarter and then Keenholz would come in on the third series or whatever it would be and then figure out, you know, in the first three quarters, if the game comes down to the fourth quarter, which one's been effective and let that one go. We've seen that Brown will be in a departure from what we've seen. He can run the football, and that, to me, is one of my checklists of four or five things that needs to change with this football program. Uh, I think, you know, fix the offensive line, fix the special teams, fix the pass rush, uh, get impact linebackers, and bring back a running quarterback. That's probably my five-point checklist I think of, of things that, that need to be fixed and, and I impact linebackers. I know I'm delving way off of your Brown keynotes question. I'll just touch on this real quick so I can clarify. I'm not down on Tommy Eichenberg at all. Tommy Eichenberg played the Michigan game with an injury and yep. he, he was front and center on two plays that probably cost him 40 yards just because I don't think he was fully 100%. He didn't need the play load that Jim Knowles gave him in that game why Cody Simon didn't play more in that game is going to go down as one of the great mysteries, you know, from the previous year. Why didn't they give Dallin Hayden a shot this year? It's why didn't they give Cody Simon a shot? And, uh, you know, so I got to go back and rewatch that second half of the Michigan game. It's kind of a blur to me why that spiraled out of control on the Ohio State defense after they'd played 11 and a half games of lights out football. Why did they suddenly? They're worn uh, out. They were yeah. worn out. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't rotating much. <laughs> I, it's funny. They just overcorrected. I, everybody, myself included, was calling for less of a, a rotation on the defensive lines. Like, get your best players out there at the key moments. But then they went from one extreme to, to another. Instead of having like a, you know, hockey lines going in and out, there were 12 defensive linemen were playing. They just went with like their starters really played the entire game. I think they got worn out. That's not an excuse, yeah. though. I think that's just reality. I mean, you got, you can't yeah. get worn out in the Michigan game. And they yeah. did. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you 100%. Just finishing up Brown and Keenholz, uh, yeah. I am intrigued just as you are. Lincoln Keenholz will get his primetime opportunity, you would think, uh, to play in a meaningful game. Uh, is he ready as a true freshman to go up against an SEC defense? I don't know. This was a team, Missouri, that won 10 games. There's a lot more to this team than meets the eye. Uh, they lost to Georgia at Georgia, not 30 to 21. Uh, they beat some good teams along the way. So, you know, I, <laughs> this, this is not a walkover by any means. Is this going to get as bad as that South Carolina 24 to seven outback bowl? No, I don't think it's going to get that bad, but Ohio state, whoever shows up to play, um, uh, 
better bring their lunch pail because, you know, Missouri, this would be an all-time program-defining victory for Missouri, uh, you know, to beat Ohio State in the Cotton Bowl, kind of like it was for Arkansas years ago in that Sugar Bowl where they nearly knocked off the Buckeyes and the Buckeyes had to hold on there at the end uh, to win the game. But uh, to me, Dave, it is very intriguing. I want to see, you know, if, if Devin Brown's healthy, what he can do, and Lincoln Keenholz as well, going to be a three-man competition uh, for, uh, you know, the spring, as it stands now, unless they're able to, to entice a, a big-time uh, quarterback out of the portal. The third guy, of course, Aaron Noland, the high school prospect coming in from Georgia. Let's get into the portal and what you think is going to happen there. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Aaron Nolan enrolling in January. I don't know if it's realistic that he's going to start as a true freshman, but I love that he's coming in. He's a young man with a tremendous skill set, and he played against top competition in Georgia. I love that. Um, but let's focus on the portal. I, if I'm a betting man, Steve, and I am, I would bet the Buckeyes are going to land a quarterback in the portal. I wouldn't bet a ton on it, but I, I think that's more likely than not. That's my opinion. What is yours? Well, at the very least, they need another Tristan Gebbia, a guy who would come in and, you know, in case of emergency, break glass type situation. I think he was perfect, even though he never played it down a football that I recall this season. Uh, you know, he was perfect for the situation. And I think if they can get that kind of guy again, at the very least, if you have the opportunity to get a proven power five quarterback who has won games, thrown for a high percentage, has not turned it over, you know, and God forbid can actually run the football, uh, that would be a hard one to turn down. I'll say that. Uh, people have talked about Cam Ward from Washington State. I honestly don't know much about him. I looked at his stat line, 3,700 yards, but didn't run for anything like 100 yards. Um, you know, is he an upgrade? I don't know. Washington State was two and seven in the Pac-12. Uh, you know, some of the other guys that have been rumored, uh, Riley Leonard from Duke, uh, different people. You know, Riley Leonard only got to play about half the season, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I I don't think you bring a guy in just to bring a guy in. I think if you bring a, a proven commodity in, then I would think Devin Brown has to go because even if it's just a one-year rental, you know, I, get, I mean, he would be down to two years left after next year where he could play, I suppose. But, um, you know, he probably is banking on the fact he's starting at Ohio State in 2024 right now. That's in, what's in the front of his mind right now. So it's his job in his mind right now. And if they bring somebody – but, you know, they're well within their rights. They know what they have. They've seen all the practice video for a year – they know if he's any good or not in their heart of hearts. And, uh, you know, I don't think Coach Day's averse to a quarterback competition. He went all the way to August 15th this past year before he named Kyle McCord as the quarterback. So I don't view it as stringing people along. I view it as doing what's right for the program. I think Ryan Day is always going to put that first and foremost. Uh, I have faith in him that he's going to attract a great player or he believes they've got great players in the fold. And he didn't even really name McCord the full-time starter till after the second game, heading into that third game when Coach Day and I had that funny exchange at, at the press conference. Um, but um, 
So, yeah, man, it's going to be very interesting. Uh, and we've had a lot of people ask this question. I'm going to get to this. Daquan Finn from Toledo, who played really well. This is Akron. Uh, Darren on YouTube. I know what you mean, though, Darren. Um, you know, Daquan Finn, we've had a lot of people ask about him. Could the Toledo quarterback, who's now in the portal, transfer to Ohio State? Here's yes. the thing. He looked really good against the Buckeyes last year. I'm talking uh, 2022. But he's really not that good. He's not that good. I don't think he'd be an upgrade to Devin Brown or Lincoln Keenholz or even true freshman Aaron Nolan. I, I I really don't. I think people who watched – now, Toledo's a very good team this year, but if you watched them a lot, Daquan Cook – or Daquan Cook. Uh, Daquan Cook, that's a blast from the past. Um, Daquan Finn I do not think would be uh, an upgrade. I, I'm hearing Ohio State's not going after him. Yeah, 63% passing, which is just okay. Uh, you know, not bad. You know, bad. not – that, that, that's actually pretty good. 2,600 yards, 22 touchdowns, nine interceptions. And he ran for 563 yards and seven touchdowns. That's that's all well and good. Uh, he is 6'2", 205 uh, from Detroit, Michigan. Uh, just checking here what what his stats One year are. Left. One year left. I, I, I mean, if he, again – if they decide to go after him, I mean, just for depth. I, I, but I, he's not a guy that I think is going to come in and would be like, oh, he's Justin Fields part two, which I don't think anybody thinks he's Justin Fields. But I just wanted to get that out there. A lot of people. I it's, think it's a, it's a I think Power point. Five somewhere, maybe in Indiana or in Illinois. You know, that type, that speed of school might be what he's looking at. I would think. I'll also add this when we're talking about guys like Cam Ward and, and Finn, who's a good runner. Would they even want to come and play in a Ryan Day offense where he tells the quarterbacks not to run? We have Justin Fields on the record talking about how Coach Day didn't really want him to run at Ohio State. He did a little bit, obviously. Might be more than a little bit. But Justin Fields even said that Coach Day told me not to run very much at Ohio State. C.J. Stroud, we know that's the same thing. He's actually running the ball fairly well in the National Football League. So I don't know if any of these running quarterbacks, A, would even be pursued by Ryan Day because he doesn't seem to – think a running quarterback is important and i'm not but saying he's you gonna die on this deck. hill he's 0-3 like against see. michigan with non-running quarterbacks 0-3 right michigan with non-running quarterbacks he can die on that hill all he wants he'll be out of a job within a year or two if he these these things that need fixed you know a, a blind person can see that the stuff that needs fixed either you fix it and you go on and you beat michigan next year or you don't and I can't help them. You know, I, I don't work there. I can't help them. I, I just, I just watch it all day, every day. So, you know, whatever. Steve and I are going to get to guys that might stay or leave here in just a moment. So stick around. The show is not even close to over, but I'm gonna let you guys know about our other sponsor, Omaha Steaks, a great deal. You can get the perfect holiday gift for anybody who's a steak lover, meat lover. Again, great deal. And they have a message for you guys. Omaha Steaks, I love I love this company. The holidays are here. Let Omaha Steaks take the guesswork out of gifting. Shop carefully curated gift packages that are guaranteed to make spirits bright all winter long. Go to omahasteaks.com and save 50% off site-wide. Plus, when you use the code BUCKNUTS, you'll get an additional $30 off your order. Send tender, juicy, butcher's cut filet mignons. I love their ribeyes. Mouthwatering burgers, gourmet jumbo franks, or even easy to prepare meals that are ready in a flash. With Omaha Steaks, the possibilities are endless. This offer will not last long. Omaha Steaks is ready to ship your order right away. So shop early and beat the shipping rush. Go to omahasteaks.com and use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. 
Omaha Steaks is a gift from the heart, a gift that will be remembered with every unforgettable bite. Order with complete confidence today, knowing you're ordering the very best. Visit omahasteaks.com. Take advantage of 50% off site-wide, plus use the promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout to get that extra $30 off your order. Minimum order may be required. The most wonderful time of the year can also be the most stressful, but you can be a gifting expert with a little help from the guaranteed perfection of Omaha Steaks. So skip the guesswork and give something convenient, thoughtful, and guaranteed to put a smile on their face when you send them a gourmet gift from Omaha Steaks. For a limited time, get 50% off site-wide, Plus, you'll save an extra $30 when you use promo code BUCKNUTS at checkout. And every purchase is backed by their unconditional money-back guarantee. Simply go to omahasteaks.com and achieve gifting greatness today. It's really good. Steve, it arrives at your doorstep. You got It's in dry ice and everything. It's it, it's fantastic. I love it. Fantastic. Yes. Omaha Steaks. And it takes you two, there you go, two minutes and then you, you you seem like the coolest person because you just delivered somebody like gourmet steaks to their door for Christmas or whatever. All right, here we go. Well, and you know, uh, when you go to Nebraska, we go out there to cover the games. They have a kiosk at the Omaha airport where you can order the steaks to be shipped back to your home, wherever it's just, it's like, it's the perfect thing. I mean, you know, you're planning your meals out ahead of time and you have all that food and it's just like, ah, oh, goodness, just the best, just awesome. the best. That's yeah. awesome. All right. We, we've never, I'm not breaking news here. Well, this will be like no offseason we've ever seen. This will be the largest turnover at, ever at Ohio State roster wise from one season to the next. Um, get into that a little bit. Also, I mean, it's pretty obvious Marvin's going to leave. There's certain guys to me, it's pretty Marvin, obvious. Leave. Marvin. Some of the guys that might be on the fence, I don't know, like a, you know, Donovan Jackson. I don't know. Maybe like a JT Tuimolo, Wow, Jack Sawyer. I don't know. Some of these guys that might be on the fence, Jordan Hancock. Um, who do you think might stay? Who do you think might leave? Putting you on the, uh, and just get into kind of putting you on the spot there and just get into this crazy turnover. We're going to see, man, you and I have followed Ohio state football a long time, both growing up following the team and then doing this professionally for a long time. This will be like nothing we've ever seen, Steve. Yes. You and I and Pat yesterday, we had a conference call where we went through 10 names here and we divvied them up to discuss, uh, who's staying and who's leaving Marvin Harrison Jr. could be one of the top three players chosen. I think he is gone. Emeka Buka, with the injuries that he had this season, people say, well, he didn't have the year that maybe he would have liked to have had. Trust me, the NFL scouts and the NFL teams, they have a book on Emeka Buka that's about this freaking big. They know what that guy can do. That cat is gone. Trust me. JT Tui Malowau. Man, I don't want to say he's an enigma, but uh, at times, you know, he plays like an All-American, and at times, like the Michigan game, you're like, did JT Tuimiloau play in this game? And so, you know, could he benefit by coming back? Is Larry Johnson coming back? Do we know that definitively? I guess I, he I would, is. I would bet no, but I thought that – I was told last year. It wasn't just a gut feeling. I, I, know I wasn't the only reporter that reported this, too. Yeah. I didn't report it. I kind of so – I actually kept that to myself and then talked about it on the podcast after the fact. I was yeah. told last year by somebody that I trust that Larry um, was going to likely retire at the end of last year. And maybe it was as simple as him changing his mind. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah. I, I had to bet again. I, I wouldn't bet a lot, but I think now that he's had his 10th year, he now he now qualifies for you know state retirement in the state of Ohio. Not that money's an issue for Larry Johnson. He's got plenty of it, I'm sure. But uh, 
yeah, my guess is Ryan's going to make some tough decisions. Maybe that won't be a tough decision for him. Maybe Larry just wants to retire. I have no idea. But when he meets with us, Steve, even this year, he's as you know, he's pretty defensive about it. When people ask, are you going to retire? He's like, Nick Saban is even older than me. Nobody asks him when he's going to retire. Yeah. Well, that kind of dovetails into Jack Sawyer, Talik Williams, and Michael Hall Jr. Like, I think the decision on who's going to be their position coach probably factors into their decision as to whether or not they want to come back to Ohio State because they want a proven commodity who's going to put them in the National Football League. So um, are any of those guys NFL players as they stand there today? I don't think Sawyer is uh, quite as good as he could be just yet. Uh, We saw him scratch the surface, though, this year and really make some inroads. I thought he had at midseason two or three games where he was a dominant force. Tyleek Williams, I think, played at an all Big Ten level. I don't think he was rewarded uh, quite as high as he should have been. And Mike Hall's got that ability, but he just can't stay healthy, it seems like. So, you know, would it be, it would be the greatest thing in the world if those three guys came back because they could help set the tone defensively. If those three guys came back, they'd just wreck people next year. Uh, Denzel Burke is gone, I think, at cornerback. Yep. Donovan Jackson didn't play well and uh, just can't, you know, can't mince those words. Great guy, great kid, uh, potential NFL player, no doubt. Uh, better sophomore year than junior year. And some of that may have had to do with the people around him, the new center and a new tackle, but uh, just didn't, just wasn't his year. And it wasn't ended on a high note with the last play that they're on the field together. He turns the guy loose and Michigan's best player wrecks the quarterback for the game ending interception. So there you go. Uh, Travion Henderson, I think he's got to go. Too many injuries, uh, shelf life running backs so short, you know, his football career is over probably within the next four or five years. So he may as well get paid the next four or five years uh, to play football. NIL might change this because he's getting a lot of money through NIL right now. Yeah, It's like a Jack Sawyer. If Jack Sawyer was on the bubble before NIL, I could see Jack Sawyer leaving. Now Jack Sawyer's got a sweetheart NIL deal. We see him on on car ads here in Columbus. I know he's got a deal on top of that. So that could entice these guys to stick around for another year. I don't know. I think you're right about Trey, though. It's different running back. As you said, shelf life is so short. Yeah, Jordan Hancock, to me, probably only played about half or two-thirds of the snaps. And I think you want to be branded as an every down guy, whereas they never took Burke off the field. Hancock wants to come back and be that guy who they never take off the field. Oh, you are a late first round, early second round pick, aren't you? You're not just a novelty. You who gets a pick here or there, you you are a dependable cornerback. I think that's what he needs to prove next year. All right, if you're uh, watching on YouTube, you like the show, uh, even if you're a Michigan fan, we've had a lot of Michigan fans for some reason tuning in the last few weeks. I don't know why. Um, but um, if you're not, uh, if you like the show and you're not subscribed, subscribe. It helps us out a lot. It's free. And uh, if you like the show, hit that subscribe button. If you're not already subscribed, we would appreciate that very much. We also appreciate the knowledge from Steve Hellwagon. Great stuff from Steve. And we appreciate all of you for, t- for tuning into the show. I will be off until next Wednesday. Dan Rubin will have you covered. I'll see you guys on the Bucknuts Morning 5 next Wednesday. Thanks again to Steve. Thanks to all of you. Hope everyone has a great rest of your day.
This is Tony Kornheiser's show. I'm Tony. We expected someone else. So what exactly is the show about? Hmm, I don't know. It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catchers. We have some of the best voices come on and explain what matters or what makes an upset, like Ryan does. <laughs> Nine over eight. No, that's not an upset. No, yeah, it is, Bob. And if you're lucky, I might just tell you about my search for discounted sleep pants or my worries about what my dog just ate. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.